I am Elliot Shibley, and here with me, as always, is the magnanimous Robert Domena. Magnanimous. I have no idea what that means. I'm going to look up the definition for us. Magnanimous. I, I like this word. I've heard it a few times, um, but I never actually looked up the definition. It means generous or forgiving, especially toward a rival or less powerful person. I mean, I don't know about rival. <laughs> <laughs> How about a less powerful person? Sure, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. but rival? Um, you don't you have know? any rivals? Uh, do I have any rivals? I'm sure Doesn't I everybody do. have a nemesis in life? Uh, you know what? I, I have in the past, but my new MO, my new life goal is to make the weaker version of me my nemesis. The guy who says don't wake out, don't wake up to work out. The guy who says don't read an extra ten pages. The guy who says, you know, don't put in the extra effort. That's my nemesis. And if you beat that person, if you wake up and you beat that person every day, you're gonna do great things. This is like a self empowerment podcast now. <laughs> I'm full of that stuff. Yeah, we should. <laughs> That's our next podcast. All so, right, who do we got? Who do you have on the show today? Uh, James. So James is an incredible guy. He is a Guinness World Record holder. He's visited 196 countries and he's a, a former former investment banker turned CEO. So he's taken over 1500 flights on 270 plus airlines. And I didn't even know there it, were that many airlines. It, 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 his Instagram is filled with airline reviews. He's incredibly knowledgeable about the inner workings of each individual airline the way they treat people he's hilarious in that he dresses up in these really funny elaborate costumes and he gets into so he's not he's dressing up in these elaborate costumes and not getting in the coach he's going into like the ultra first class the stuff that you see <laughs> like the rock stars on with the beds and everything so He's an incredible way of traveling, really informative guy. This conversation, uh, it got into economics, it got into the airline industry, really insightful, kind of a different take of, than we're used to. It wasn't about a specific destination, but more about the travel industry as a whole. So I think a lot of good information in, in this Lots one of for good you. Lots of good information. So yeah, uh, before we get into that, the travel tip of the week, take a, an extra credit card and pack it in a safe place in case of an emergency. Huge, right? So you have your wallet, you have your cash, and you have maybe your primary card, but it is important to have the backup. Um, I think most people probably do this already, but if you don't, or if you are kind of on the fence about having to pack an extra card because you might lose it, I think it's still a good idea to have it as a contingency plan in the event you lose your primary wallet. So, can so first is the Traveler's Blueprint Travel Journal and Planner. It's perfect for those of you that like to keep record of everything, it offers tables for budget tracking, mindful travel tips, and details on how you can create your own itinerary layout. This planner can be downloaded through our website immediately upon purchase for you to fill out by hand, or you can fill it out on the computer, and it makes it just super easy to keep track of everything you need to plan the perfect trip, from confirmation numbers, general insight on the country you plan on traveling to, and then the back of it is just a bunch of pages for you to actually journal about your experience. So the best thing, you can print it over and over again, and it's on sale now for $7.99. That's it, you buy it once, and then you have it for every trip thereafter. Next up, we have the Traveler's Blueprint Video Tutorials, which is a five-part video class presented by an animated version of myself and Bob. The series is perfect to help you fill out the travel planner and journal with information and insight on how you can prepare for navigation, booking airfare, restaurant and blog research, itinerary layout, safety, 
local norms, and of course, being a thoughtful traveler. And that is available through our website for $25. It is a wonderful platform on Thinkific, and you get to go through all the courses. Yeah, and so and they, they pair up very nicely. So if you do get the journal, and then you pair that up with the video course, you'll essentially have everything you need to do this on your own. Plan your own trip, save a lot of money. Now, we take it a step further. And if you actually want to sit down with me one-on-one via Zoom and go over the details of your trip, and I'm talking every aspect of your trip from the dates you want to fly out, how to save money on airfare, how to navigate the city, how to find the best restaurants, everything you could think of, I'll sit down with you and, and be essentially be your travel consultant and help you plan this trip down to every minuscule detail, if that's your thing, of course. So keep that in mind and check out our website for pricing details on that. And as you all know, Bob and I are either Philly local or appreciate Philly from a distance. And we have our very own tour guide, Keschler, who will hook you up with an incredible Philadelphia experience. He offers a variety of tours where you can uncover the little known history of the city or chat down on some food and cheesesteaks tours. Keschler is offering two tours exclusively through the Traveler's Blueprint, and you can find them on our website. However, if you do want something a bit different, feel free to email us and we can look at changing up the itinerary with you. If you find this podcast entertaining, please give us a five-star review on iTunes. And if you love us, or if you love at least one of us, we'd be forever grateful if you could subscribe to the show and share some of our social media posts as a story on Facebook or Instagram. Because remember, we post clips and images of these podcasts to our social media every week, and we encourage you to give us feedback and ask us any questions you may have for that conversation. Lastly, if you want to be on the show, you can join us and drop us a line for the Travel Around Table series. You can send us your name, website, and a few travel-related topics you'd enjoy discussing. Thank you for listening and enjoy this next podcast. Welcome to the Traveler's Blueprint. Start designing your next adventure. James, welcome to the Traveler's Blueprint podcast. Awesome. Yeah, I understand you're in Los Angeles right now. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yep. Yep. Understood. Uh, well, we're excited to talk to you today. You have quite the extensive travel resume. You've been on countless number of flights. You hold the Guinness World Record for the youngest man to travel to 196, <laughs> which we believe is the accurate number there. Countries of the world. Uh, you are the founder of Holiday Swap, and we're excited to talk to you about your experiences travel. Uh, you're a fairly young guy know how you were able to do all of this at such a young age and then get into what you've been doing lately. All right. So, so I guess the first question is with the, with the Guinness world record, how did you do it? You're the youngest man to get all of the countries listed. Um, I mean, I've always been, super interested in travel and had a pretty strong case of wanderlust. I mean, I was that kid that would just spend hours in the travel section of the library or going through my grandparents' old Nat Geo magazines and, you know, making collages and stuff out of places I wanted to some go someday. So it's, there's not like a single moment I can think of or a time in my life where it became an interest because it's just always been there. Wow. 
-hmm. No, not at all. I mean, I, not that I didn't want to, but it honestly just never even seemed like a realistic possibility that I kind of let myself entertain. It was sort of in my head, it felt like the equivalent of saying like, oh, I want to be a famous rock star when I grow up or something like that, like just not within the realm of possibilities. So um, I never thought of it as a career path. I So yeah. kind of to your point, I ended up uh, going to school. So the first hundred that you were doing and then you realized, oh, how many actually are there? What was your purpose for travel at that point? A lawyer with the hopes of being an environmental lawyer, because I thought, you know, that would maybe be the best path to pursue some of those interests. Um, it wasn't. <laughs> Long story short. But <laughs> no. And I knew I wouldn't be traveling. I kind of more just mean like um, to be involved in conservation or the environmental world in some way. Um, but I ended up graduating from law school and not getting a job in environmental law and said it was, you know, in construction insurance law. <laughs> um, yeah, so just like way off the path of <laughs> what I'd initially thought. Uh, and then maybe yeah, about say. two years into it, the firm I was working at did a big downsizing kind of last in first out scenario and I had been the last in so me and pretty much everyone else except the partners oh, yeah. were laid off um yeah it was a very intense morning meeting at the firm <laughs> obviously <laughs> um but I mean it was such a blessing in disguise <laughs> and it I realized it even within the moment it was like this huge weight had been <laughs> lifted because when you put that much time and money into becoming something it can be really hard to walk away from even when you realize that it's not the right path for you so uh, I kind of took that opportunity to instead of looking for another job as a lawyer like a normal person would have done I was like man I need to figure out something else but I don't know what um so I'm just gonna I think it was summertime so luckily I live in Seattle as we mentioned so I just started hiking and getting back into the things that I loved when I was younger um that's when I was like, I want somewhere to keep track of these photos wow. I'm taking on my hikes, sort of like a hiking journal for myself, essentially. And I started an Instagram account and the rest is kind of history. Oh, not at all. I mean, when I started my Instagram account, I didn't even know. Yeah, it's quite the journey. This was possible. Yeah, I really like I, your perspective and what you said about started doing it for, with a purpose and I you weren't just doing it to followers these, or you know, you know the i didn't even i knew whatever, nothing you know, about it you so use for that. we we it use that here at the travelers blueprint we call it the checklist I traveler to keep track of the mm -hmm. hikes yeah. i was doing and it, I, that's yeah yeah <laughs> i mean so meanwhile right. i started working in real estate and whatnot that's how much i didn't see it going to where it has 
it's become my job and I didn't see that happening at all or even know it was possible so um yeah no this has been a wild ride that I did not at all anticipate <laughs> mm. uh, it's been about five years now no wow. not that long Yeah, so just to, I guess, get more into the timeline, I was laid off from the job as a lawyer at the law firm. And um, then I started working in real estate, which that was kind of my solution to the issue at the time. Right. I was like, okay, well, real estate is a lot of work, but you do have a flexible-ish schedule. Um, and so I can be making a living, but still have time to actually get out and go hiking or do a little traveling. Um, and then I did that. Right. right. Yeah. And did you have about a, year a specific and a half criteria that you had Instagram to meet in order to consider it, you know, gradually a, a country and unexpectedly that you visited? grew. And then I started getting a few offers here and there. And then it got to the point where I was making as much off of Instagram right, as right, I was yeah. in real estate and I felt like I wasn't the giving even states, one yeah. my all anymore. I wasn't, it wasn't possible. It was essentially two full-time jobs. And I hated that feeling that I was just like one foot in the door for each thing. Okay. And it wasn't fair. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah, so I would like to see the, the, clients, the defined really Guinness World Record of like thing. one week in every country. So I decided, man, <laughs> real estate is going to be there, but this is, this uh, travel photography situation is a once in a lifetime opportunity. So um, it took from the time I was laid off to when I started doing this full time was probably another two years or so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh. yeah um no i didn't have any training um but i had always yeah. been interested in photography like travel and photography always went hand in hand to me um i did quite a bit of traveling you know, before Instagram. Yeah. Um, and it was always yeah, and, the I same mean, not to, thing, like it, camera. In my hand, perspective, the competitive my travel sort of takes away from the purpose of travel would be when it's like know, broadening, photos, broadening so horizons, come together, meeting new people and um, learning new but I things. Think we should also and mention that, that competitiveness kind of takes away way, from that uh, um, keeping an open mind I met my and learning partner that I do a lot of work with now, Quinn, who's ever changing horizon on Instagram. So he's gradually my feed evolved from being primarily photos that I was taking to photos that I'm in that he's taking. So I feel like we can't have this conversation without acknowledging um, his his role in the photos as well. 
Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, for sure. And and you continue to travel. And you, I think you were one of the yeah. first people on my feed to start traveling again after COVID kind of uh, the the initial reaction kind of settled down. It seemed like you jumped on a plane and, and you were traveling around. Can you bring us up to speed on what you've been doing, I guess, in 2020 as far as travel goes? Wow. <laughs> that has to be a record. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's like, that is such a funny example to me because I genuinely think Lake Tahoe looks exactly like that. And, and I've gotten into like, I posted a video of it on, I think, TikTok, and I got so many comments from people essentially calling me a liar, like, that's not Lake Tahoe. I've been there, and it doesn't look anything like that. Um, but it absolutely does. So, like, I don't know where you went or where these other people went, <laughs> um, but it looks just like that. Like, there's no trickery. Those weren't even taken, you know at what would conventionally be considered good times of day to shoot. It was the middle of the day. I've gone back multiple times now and it looks like that every time. So I don't know, they're, they're barely edited. Um, like, so I, yeah, that's a funny example. I, I can think of other examples where like, yeah, it doesn't necessarily, I was looking, I was listening to one of your episodes last night um, and the girl used Rainbow Mountains in Peru as an example. And I think that's the best example, um, honestly, of the places I've been at least. But Tahoe, I will say, if you go to places where the water is relatively shallow along the shore, it's going to look like that. I don't know. Like, I guess we can argue about this all day. But... <laughs> um no i mean it's definitely not in the back of my mind it's in the forefront of my mind because it's my job um <laughs> And like I said, photography and travel have always gone kind of hand in hand for me. It's one of the things that really brings me joy and pleasure about traveling is being able to capture those moments and those memories. So, um, yeah, when I'm planning a trip or we're planning a trip to a destination, researching um, places to take photographs and create those moments is definitely uh, one of our main objectives. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> I mean, sometimes it really just depends. Um, but I wouldn't say it gets that specific. It's more like we'll research the mountain itself and think uh, this looks like there's potential, but then we'll just go and 
enjoy the experience of hiking the mountain and take photos as they as the opportunities present themselves. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, <laughs> I think that, yes, once you make something your job, it does change it, not necessarily in a good or a bad way, but it is a different experience. Um, because there's, I mean, and again, it depends Traveling is always sort of part of my job, but there's a difference between, you know, a sponsored travel trip where you're actually under contract and obligated to create a certain number of photographs or whatnot. And then just the trips that we plan and do on our own, where of course we're hoping um, to create some beautiful images but if it doesn't happen it doesn't happen and that's that's part of the joy of travel is that things don't always work out you know um so right very different exactly yeah and that's true with photographs too i think a lot of my favorite photographs from traveling are the ones we weren't expecting so yeah Yeah, that's one of the worst things about social media that rose with the the ability for people to, uh, I guess, accumulate yeah. and uh, yeah, give these Couch opinions critics. of people. Yeah, without <laughs> so knowing funny. anything that, about that, the person or what they're those doing. Photos it, were yeah, it's it, it's sad. Like I don't. Unfortunately, it's not making. going anywhere. Um, Nothing's going to change that. that in, always be. Well, to me, I, I equate it to you know being stuck in traffic I and someone cuts you off, and yeah, you get pissed off immediately. And then um, if you take a, a step back out of the situation, you're like, maybe they're going to the hospital because there's a hospital down the road. You never know. And I I try to give people the benefit of the doubt, and I think there's less of that happening. The perfect mix of hiking and awesome food <laughs> and little towns along the way and villages. So anyway, so I was going to be in Europe doing that with my family and Quinn was going to be in Europe on a job um, doing something else. And so we were like thinking of meeting up to do something in the Italian Dolomites afterwards. And then he saw a video somewhere of that ridge and sent it to me and was like, I don't even think he sent anything. I think he just sent it in my DMs. Mm. And I kind of just sent back like Florida. a laugh out loud emoji or something, <laughs> thinking he was joking. Um, but he wasn't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, but for whatever reason, either we ran out of time or the guy he contacted to do it with us couldn't do it. And so it didn't happen. But then as life would have it, we ended up going back to Switzerland the next summer. And it was like the first thing yeah. on yeah. Quentin's so, bucket yeah. list that staying, we had to staying do. With the airline, so we contacted um, a guy in the area yeah, who had experience with it. Something that you do on your social media is 
critique yeah, airlines. Like that was the it's first really thing interesting. It's fun to follow. There. Your reviews um, are seem to be so. I guess we were thinking well it would be a cool and experience and, a lot of information and make and for in, some you know, fun your content own experience and you back and it up. Uh, we'd found a guy that most of the time, I don't want to say most of the time, but often you're traveling in a costume, which I find hilarious too. What's the deal with that? Feel confident or safe, I should say. No, yeah, no, for sure. Mm -mm. No. Yeah, and like it was really gnarly. I'm not, <laughs> it was one of the scariest things I've ever done for sure, even with a guide. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm actually not a huge heights person. You might not guess that from looking at a lot of the photos. <laughs> um, but I don't know, Quinn's a very persuasive person. <laughs> so um, yeah, no, I was terrified. Like I, I probably because I'm not a climber and don't have a lot of experience with it. I definitely have trust issues with the equipment. Yeah. Like in a lot of ways, I'd rather do things without equipment than be like, all right, my life is relying on this small piece of metal right now <laughs> to hold me. Um, yeah. Uh, it was not like a there and back situation. It was kind of a big loop, but the goal was literally just to experience it, to get that rush, to document it, to, yeah, <laughs> that was. Yeah. No, yeah, it's definitely evolved since the days of just like trying to keep track of my hikes. Um, I guess my primary goal yeah. now. I do want to touch back on the to inspire uh, social other media influence to, because we've had some pretty lengthy discussions on this show about um, the role travel influence, influencers have on social media to and push themselves sort maybe of a little the, outside their uh, comfort guess, zone because I do think that's where a lot of growth happens and um, their. I guess, reputation and, and their responsibility like to try to provide that, real content. I truly believe and that it's we, just human nature. We actually had a four other people on the show with this panel specifically so discussing is social media killing travel. And there are many false ratings out there, like you mentioned. And like it is it is up to the each individual viewer scrolling through Instagram, scrolling places. through Facebook to decide if that is real and to look into it further. Because you're right, anything could be paid and Instagram does not necessarily require you to show that it is a paid content or sponsored content. Them or to get involved. So the fact that you um, are so taking it upon yourself to provide true constructive <laughs> yeah. criticism of these airlines and, and you're not why, always yeah. doing negative reviews. Sorry, like you said, yeah. you're praising the, the, blog the staff of these airlines or the at the account, airport. You can only so it is good and bad and it is truthful. 
to some extent it does sometimes feel like just posting pretty pictures and at a certain point I wanted a space where I could share more about how people could actually get out and have similar experiences and uh, go those places or see those things so the, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that was the yeah that was it mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, I I mean, you did a whole episode on this, so obviously you know there's so much to unpack in that. But I think one of the things I always like to point out that I feel like um, there's a, photography is an art form. So like there's a difference between the way a photographer approaches capturing a destination, which is more as an art form where they feel free and I would say that they are free to edit that in any way that they want Always. to create or evoke the emotion that they're going for as opposed to maybe a pure travel documentary style where you're trying to capture an image that accurately displays the destination itself regardless of any sort of feeling that you're trying to evoke so um and social media is tricky because those two, like the lines get really blurred between who is on there trying to be a travel influencer mm -hmm. and just, you know, document a location and who is on there sharing their photography as an art form. Um, and those are two different things. And like I said, it's it's hard because it gets real muddy when it comes to social media. Absolutely. Um, and I think yeah. as long as you try to be somewhat transparent about that, which I know people, some people are better at than uh -huh. others, um, then it's fine. I mean, when I talk about 
Rainbow Mountain, since we're on that example in the blog, like I go into the fact that the colors are saturated, that it's an awesome location regardless, but that, you know, be prepared to, for the colors to not necessarily be as bright as all of the photos that you've seen. Um, but I also do think, you know, like, <laughs> I get pushed back all the time. People will be like, oh, you must have edited out a hundred people in your Rainbow Mountain photos. It was so crowded when I was there. It's like, no, actually, right. there was no one there when I visited Rainbow <clears throat> Mountain because I took, you know, four days to hike there through the Asangate. And we woke up at 3 a.m. to hike there in the dark and get there before all the other people. So, like, it's that's what I'm saying. Like, it's complicated. <laughs> Yeah, there's ways to do things to create the images that you want. Are they steps <laughs> yeah. that the average traveler is necessarily wants to or willing to do? No, but does that make the photos fake? No. Yeah, people want authenticity, need, and you know, the, the one, the one the aspect of for for yeah. countries that have valuable, uh, I guess, natural assets or cultures that what they want to share, it is it is important for them to be able yeah. to reach out to an influencer because it is the cheapest method of advertisement. It's like, Hey, why don't you come and stay at, in our country, in our city, in our little boutique motel yeah. or whatever, and share your experience. And I think it's up to those individual travel destinations, those hotels, motels, obviously they want to get the best reviews possible. But I think part of it is also saying, Hey, we want you to give a real review. And not put it in the contract that you have to give us a five-star review. Yeah. And you, and you want to look at multiple data points before you, you know, if you're trying to travel somewhere, you want to make sure that you use a few different sources and not just- Yeah, be a traveler, yeah. not a vacationer, yeah, do no, your research. Yeah. And, and a, a, piece, a piece of I, advice that I like to give I people, and I believe it's so important it podcast, to remember that photography um, For every beautiful, perfect travel picture that you see, um, whether it's of the Coliseum <laughs> or the Leaning Tower of yeah. Pisa or whatever it is- Take that picture, and then that is a beautiful picture, but then go to Google Earth and drop the little orange guy, the street view guy, right down in front of the monument, and then you'll see what it looks like in real time, at a point in time where all the crowds are there, and that actually is the most authentic way, or one yes. of the more authentic ways to actually see what it's like. Yeah, drop it in front of the Mona Lisa, and you'll see yeah, you can. it's just a, a sea of people. Uh, it's It's great. Yeah, it's a pretty unique way to... To get no, that but that being actual, said, like uh, I do yeah, absolutely hate yeah. so the year that we've like, talked. To, you've mentioned holiday swap a few Tahoe times. We mentioned it in the beginning. Let's talk about it. So, can you explain a little bit of what like holiday my photos swap are is? Super misleading, you know. Like that's not what I want. No, I'm not saying. But <laughs> I'm just trying to say I don't want that to be a thing either. Because whether we mean to or not, we are. So setting expectations with our photographs and obviously someone showing up somewhere and not having the experience they thought they would kind of goes against my whole goal of like having people experience these beautiful places and be inspired to want to protect them. Ha, 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 ha.
Yeah. Yeah. Right. True. I never thought about that. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. And I mean, even I would totally agree. Instagram is just a starting point okay. when you're we had we had a guest on maybe a year somewhere. ago, Bob. And, yeah. Kelly Hayes. And Ray. not just um, she um, is her so blog, her platform is the House Sit Diva. Crowds, but I and mean, she you need she, to know I guess pushes the idea of house sitting abroad. So it's not quite the same as you know how like that ridge, but for example. It, um, is not something everyone, it's not going to be for everyone. It's not something everyone should see and be like, I'm going to go get that shot. Um, mm -hmm. you need to do some research and like understand your own yes. skill and comfort levels. And that's an yep. extreme example, but, um, just in general, yeah. you should, you know, even just so you know the rules of the place and how to safely do it. And, um, maybe local guides you can support in the area like yeah and it, it to yeah, me Instagram's to me holiday swap thing. is more of like i guess maybe house sitting <laughs> is more like couch surfing and you you have to have those trustworthy reviews you have to be established but then the holiday swap is you really are just matching up with someone where you want to you know you you have do you have to have the same timeline of like all right i'm going to be gone for a week i mean so many but i think over the years it's it's maybe been Mexico that has surprised me the most or left like the greatest impression on me. Um, I, really, yeah. Um, just because it, I mean, I always just growing up thought of Mexico as beaches and good food, basically. Um, but I've been really lucky. Uh, okay. With Quinn, he lived in so Costa do you Rica always, for two years. It, so with Holiday Swap, do you actually really leave your home if someone's Spanish, staying with you, or could you stay and be like an Airbnb um, and host? Just, one of his greatest passions is kind of doing things differently or getting off the bean path, and that's really important to him. Oh, wow. Um, so we've I've had the opportunity to go to Mexico with him a couple yeah, times yeah, now mm -hmm. to areas. I've Norway or somewhere? Never yeah. would have. Uh, associated Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> we've gone climbing, we've done Via Ferrata's there, some really epic um, like canyoneering trips, waterfalls, just really cool stuff. So, uh, cenotes, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure I'm not saying it properly either, but. <clears throat> Do you, is there a certain criteria in order to, to get your house uh, approved or is there some sort of approval process? Do you, if somewhere 
yes. someone to, yeah. to put their house up I mean, in a, such incredible experiences uh, undesirable and the area. people are amazing you, know, like, um, hey, you know no one's coming to rent yeah house. so mexico just time and time again blows me away never disappoints always exceeds my expectations <laughs> i know <laughs> yeah fair enough <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's all relative, okay. right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I would agree. And I just think those moments make the best stories, which so at with, the end of the with day. With Airbnb and hotels, really you obviously have some securities are, that are help stories. protect you and the homeowner. So the homeowner and the people traveling to the home. Um, does Holiday Swap have that kind of assurance when you're traveling? Yeah. I mean, I get people all the time asking yeah. for more details about where it is or how they can um, have a similar experience. I do find that people like to hear yeah. the behind the scenes stuff. And uh, like one of my favorite blogs to write every year, every year I do like a behind the scenes of your favorite posts type <laughs> post um, where I take the top, my top 10 most liked photos of the year, which is like, somewhat arbitrary <laughs> but um and then I just write about kind of the stuff behind the scenes of the photo that you may not have thought about you know the things that went wrong the mishaps all of that stuff and it's one of my favorites to write and it's the one where I when I think about like 20 years from now looking back on this and looking hmm. through the photos awesome. we're gonna have to check it out blog, for the next trip whenever that I is I think those will be my favorite yeah, posts yeah. Because it's the stuff you kind of forget about when you yeah, just yeah. look at the photos. Because, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 And I mean, especially with Instagram or not everyone, but I mean, on my feed, I only post kind of the best of what I have. And it's, yeah, and it makes it look really wow. easy. And I think a lot of times people don't realize how much work it goes into making something look easy. Um, so, so yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that's, that's pretty interesting. And so, uh, one question, and then yeah. I'm, I, I want to ask you about COVID travel and if you have any tips, but in order to use holiday swap, totally. you actually have to have and, your place up there or could you use it? And that it also goes into what you're saying about, or, you, um, or 
Okay. When we're talking about whether the photos are misleading or setting unrealistic expectations for people. And honestly, more than any editing, I think <laughs> that's the way that they're the most misleading is that people don't realize that some of these photos took going back to the location day after day to try to get the right conditions or try to get it without a bunch of people there. Okay. Um, so there's a lot of work and, that goes and, into it. And so now it moving to travel, that, uh, as you've mentioned, you, you've you been know, or even like the Tahoe and, pictures, it's um, this you know, year. It has to be a not very windy day for the water the to look clear like, like that. And there's a lot maybe, of wind at Tahoe. Hands on experience so on how to protect yourself, feel more comfortable traveling, and time and patience. And a lot of people on vacation don't have that, unfortunately. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh man, I mean, there's so there's so many, but um, I mean, even just the trip I was just on in the Bahamas, we had pretty. I mean, it was really, really unexpectedly windy the entire time. The big crossings on the boat were pretty miserable. It was me, you know, through the night trying not to throw up from seasickness, huddled in a blanket that was soaking wet after 30 minutes from the spray of the ocean. Um, so it, yeah, there's always something and equipment breaks and then you're left with just your cell phone or I'm trying to think of, I should, I mean, we've both had our moments, but in general, um, Quinn is the more dominant personality, I would say. So um, he usually has, I guess the best way, he usually has stronger feelings about something that he wants to shoot than I do. So when it comes to locations or whatnot, mm -hmm. it's usually he's the one that's, the most stoked to like plan to go to a specific place. And I'm the one who like, once we're there, I'm excited and I can figure out what we're doing. But um, yeah, it's a, it's a team effort, but yeah. No, he wasn't there for that actually. Um, he's not scuba certified. So he didn't get to partake in that. <laughs> that was all me. I've always wanted to uh I've always wanted to swim with sharks. Um so when 
Matt, his name's Matt, contacted us and that was said he had a sailboat and did we want to go sailing in the Bahamas? I was like, yes. And then he was like, hey, between Miami and the Xemas is Bimini and they have hammerhead shark diving. Do you want to do that? And so I jumped in for that part and Quinn met us later on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, no sharks are typically man eater sharks. That's the most important thing to remember. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, thanks, Matt, for taking it. But so I, I have to say that for some reason, oh, yeah. like I've been scuba diving. Yeah, it's the little things at this point. A lone shark. Yeah, I just want to be able to sit in a coffee shop come out and of enjoy the blue. my coffee. And that was yeah. far more terrifying yeah. for whatever reason yeah. than this so kind of planned as out. As far as the actual visiting of countries. Into. Shark has dive. that changed in a significant um, way and what are some of the but I, I guess, like, more interesting yeah. things that you've seen over your travels or even had to jump through yeah <laughs> no they um i mean it depends on where you are but yeah in bimini with the hammerhead dives they <laughs> do, do, do do you think you've uh, been following or leading uh, not before though during <laughs> So like, it's not in the shot, but there's someone maybe eight feet away from me with a container that's full of fish scent, if you will. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but honestly, they're not, they didn't show any interest in me whatsoever. Like they're not, I think there's almost no record of sharks attacking scuba divers. You know, they, they attack people when they mistake us for their prey. So, you know, it's the person that's floating on top of the water, flailing around, kind of resembling a seal or something like that. But they're not, yeah. So like just reminding myself of that helps a lot. Like they're not that interested in this giant, thing with a metal tank blowing bubbles sitting on the bottom of the, the ocean so when you've been traveling i guess <laughs> yeah. over the last year or so we've already <laughs> talked that you've gotten some backlash from traveling and yeah. you've said yourself that you take precaution you know that traveling is it yeah, is, is a rush risky from that perspective worried, but it's not necessarily really. more was, risky you know, than Going they to your local day. restaurant and dining indoors. Like they know what they um, were they're doing. You've the had and probably the most travel experience picked off by hammerhead. They any modern person, unless <laughs> you're a flight attendant, so you've had yeah. that ability to actually yeah. provide real reviews on flights because 
as a flight attendant, you're the one providing the experience, yeah. you're the pilot, you're whatever. Um, I mean, it's just, you've had so much travel knowledge in such a short amount of time. It's pretty incredible. Mm -hmm. What do you see from the recreational side of international travel to the business side of international travel? Oh. When do you see business picking up? Yeah. Yeah. See, that's terrifying to me. <laughs> Okay. Definitely. It's a different experience. Yeah. Uh, there's definitely been <laughs> ledges that I just haven't felt comfortable going out on. Um, <laughs> literal. <laughs> Um, but there's been times where, like Quinn has seen a Photoshop or not a Photoshop, a photo op or an angle that he wants to get. Um, <laughs> and I've just had to say no. So yeah, it happens. Yeah. Yeah. And you just have to know mm -hmm. your own limits. It's such a personal thing. I mean, and like in some of these circumstances, he's like even been like, it's not a big deal. And he'll go out and he'll stand there and it's still a no for me. So like, I'm sure that's really frustrating, yeah. <laughs> but I, it I is what it is. Back. Recreational travel. Because how I feel about it is more. Going back though to the business travel, I agree with you. Uh, and I worry more important than airlines even and car rental. Literally, companies. how dangerous it is. Like maybe the, it's not you know, a big deal, but the time something goes wrong is going to be the time that I do something I was uncomfortable and doing from the beginning. I don't see regardless. business travel really having a big future, uh, and I guess that means that some airlines and some car rental companies may may not make it. Do you agree with that? Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> I mean, that was just like, luckily, I don't know, maybe three feet. It was a log in the middle of a lake and it was really slippery. And probably because it was only a three foot high log in the middle of the lake, I let my guard down, I wasn't paying attention. And yeah, it started to slip and there was no stopping me. <laughs> so, and I joke that like, at least I, you know, this time I was just standing on a log and not a wedge of a cliff or something like that, but it's not actually a joke. It's serious. So. No, like that's the thing I've, I've done all those things, but I didn't enjoy it. Like I don't have a desire to go get an adrenaline rush just for the sake of an adrenaline rush, I guess. Um, I did have, a, like, I have this need to try everything once, but I, you know, so, um, but actually the bungee jumping, I never, for, like, 
willing myself to jump off of something where the ground's right there is so much more terrifying to me than like being thrown out of a plane strapped to someone else. So skydiving was the first thing I did. And then um, I had no intention of ever bungee jumping because it just like didn't appeal to me at all. And then I got a job on Vancouver Island we get in the car and the lady's like, I have a surprise for you guys. <laughs> We're going bungee jumping. And I was like, no, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> um, so I guess that was one time where I was super uncomfortable with something, but still did it because I didn't know how to say no. And they were so excited about it. Um, it's like, gosh, I'm going bungee jumping and it's going to be filmed. This is like my worst night. Right now, but um, yeah. Oh man. Huh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that happens to me with all heights stuff where I'm jump like cliff jumping or um the bungee jumping it's just like my I just go I have no memory of it and I totally go black it's really strange yeah it's exactly yeah it's weird because sometimes we'll want to take photos of me jumping into water or whatnot. And so he's like, hey, can you, you know, strike this pose instead midair? And it's like, I don't know. I can, I can, <laughs> I can think about it before I jump, but I, I feel like I have no control over my body or thoughts once I'm in the air. So it's just like, uh, like I can try, but I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Are you sure? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Yeah, I just don't yeah. dig the, uh, yeah, the, you know, the, the stomach Yeah, the consumer drop. experience has seemed to I'm not a huge fan of that It doesn't feeling. seem like it's going to be going so, back up anytime soon. I don't know. No, that's sad. Huh. That was very sad. That, that, was, that was pretty insightful. Thanks <laughs> thanks for that. That's, yeah. that's really interesting. <laughs> and, and, and that's sort of yeah. your, your, I don't know if that's your, 
is it your expertise? Is that something that you're, yeah. I, mean, I know you're passionate about that, but you do right. no, tend I, to going back to your I Instagram, the, like, put a lot of effort into reviewing these airlines and you really analyze them. More power to them. I wish, the I, wish I was more into like that. their financials. And I do have a little bit of it, obviously. And I, I have this need to try things at least once, but after that, it's, you know, I don't feel bad now saying no to bungee jumping if, <laughs> if the opportunity arises. I say that, but watch like six months from now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I appreciate that insight. Yeah, it's probably like more, more info on airlines than I probably would have ever received like from like doing my own capital research. Of the world and you go there yeah. and it just feels like you you have to do something. Huh. Huh. So. I'm going to have to re-listen to that. I, mean, I know, I know. I'm trying to think of... And it was beautiful. I want to yeah. pull more out of you, but uh, I don't I, I don't even know enough yeah. to to uh, ask the right <laughs> question um, about these airlines. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well... well yeah, yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that. Because we do... What we didn't do, and we'll get into this segment now, is... We we have a rapid fire section that yeah. we ask every um, guest the same I ten questions, and really what we do, what Bob and I will alternate. We'll lakes. ask you. You'll um, ideally think of it or respond as quickly as you can. Some of them are a little bit more difficult, so you can take your time. Whatever. Reason, um, like, all right, Bob. You want to get started? The minimalism yeah, James. Of it is just what's the so worst word? That, word first word that comes to your um, mind when you hear the word travel? I love like the vast open landscapes. I don't know. All right. What home comfort yeah, do you miss I mean, the most while incredible traveling? Incredible experience. I just never been anywhere like any it. Liquid, and what would it be? I love places that make you uh, feel tiny, would, like a, but at the same like time, River, like, like you in, feel uh, so connected to nature that you're no, yeah, like you you're go. tiny, but you're part of this bigger thing, and you want like you feel Ooh. it at a visceral Did level. Some, someone else Those just said that one. Those are my favorite locations. Yeah. Yeah, we just had that. Uh, and I think that is also a phenomenal, phenomenal choice. I always wondered about the bubbles, if you would sink more. Yeah. Yeah. It's like when you, I don't know if you've seen these videos where you like aerate sand mm -hmm. and sand basically becomes like a liquid and you just fall <laughs> right in. Yeah. All right. Uh, number four, what travel book had the biggest yeah. influence on your life? <laughs> the beach mm, yeah mm. uh where are we here say hello in your favorite language all right that's a first that everybody always language. tries to think of yeah different yeah. Uh, different language <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah. if you can travel I with anyone in the world living or dead who would it be shift your perspective forever what is one item remaining on your bucket list Mm -hmm. Yeah. Travel or personal? Do it again. <laughs> Do it all again. All right. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly never yeah yeah i hope that too as opposed to people being like well we can always just move to another planet now 
that's the flip side, I guess. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, yeah, that's really important. And, and very quickly, that's uh, I, I yeah. listened to a good analogy of a wine connoisseur. The wine connoisseurs, they they learn to know the best. And they only can <laughs> therefore appreciate the best. You, a wine connoisseur Man. is not going to enjoy the little homemade wines. And they've eliminated the ability to take enjoyment in some of the little things because okay. they have put so much effort into only feeling good about having the best. And uh, yeah, and, and it's important to, to not necessarily do that. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I've, th I've thought about that before because I've traveled when I was younger in college. And if I went to those same exact places, the Sorry. experience I would have now as uh, someone 10 years older would be vastly different than what it was when I went. Right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Experience. Number eight. This is a fun one, I think. Uh, if you could pick an actor to play you in a movie, who would you choose? My bed. Good nice, choice. My nice, wife would nice. approve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can see Leonardo DiCaprio. You kind of give up, uh, like, catch second. me if you can vibes, you know, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. running around the airports and stuff. Uh, okay. If you were stuck in one city for the rest of your life, which city would you choose? Yeah. 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 That's right. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Why Hong Kong? <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> a cloud it's not a liquid i feel but you know like i just think that'd be cool it's like vapor but you know hmm. thank you thanks <laughs> Yeah, I, I I did just watch Hong Kong beach. get completely destroyed by King Kong and Godzilla, so I don't know how safe <laughs> it, it, it truly is to a yeah, there's giant always, monster. There's attack. always the threat of Godzilla. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It like really. Oh yeah. I think I read it at a very yeah. Like, so my 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 nerve is going to come like, out a little really bit. So I don't know. I don't know if you saw like the Asian. most recent Kong, yeah. which was sorry, not the most recent, but the newest version that came out Skull like two thousand six mm -hmm. with I, Jack Black. Kong was like yeah. adolescent supposedly in that time. I'd be interested to see how. And then aged. in the second one, Kong Skull Island, he actually got bigger. And now he is his biggest form yet. Yeah, which is I think why they did. If you looked at, if you compared Kong yeah. with Jack Black in 2006 to Godzilla, he's like, you know, 150 feet shorter. Yeah. Yeah. And now he's about the same size as Godzilla. Some good old Kong and Godzilla <laughs> information here. Yeah, yeah, I have not seen it yet, but I will most certainly be watching it. All right. And then last what? question. Last question. What is one piece of advice you'd give to yourself 10 years um, ago? <laughs> honestly just go i'd for love it. to travel yeah. more with my parents <laughs> just, i just like if i 
like time is such a limited resource and I just want to spend as much time with the people I love who are here currently as possible. And that's one of the hardest things about this lifestyle for me is just not getting to spend as much time with so many important people to me as I'd like to. So if I could like somehow do the traveling with them, that would be ideal. No, it's generally a few weeks at a time. So it's not anything too wild, but I don't know. Yeah, they add up. Like I've just missed so many birthdays and births and they just keep accumulating. uh, Yeah, and before you go, uh, what is your Instagram? (laughs) But yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, definitely check it out. We'll have it in the show notes. Yep, Thank and we'll have holidayswap.com on there. We've got a, a lot of we got a few other items in, in the there. Because do you have actually. a YouTube channel? Um <clears throat> Yeah. I'd say, I mean, notwithstanding the last twelve months, <laughs> probably perfect. A yeah. third of the time. All right, James. Thank you very much for joining it's us. It's not bad, but yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's just Yeah, yep, you too. You too. The, the back and forth very quickly it makes it hard uh, to ever I, get in listen a to a great analogy of like a wine connoisseur there, the wine connoisseur is part of people's they, they lives and when you're the away best, a lot only can therefore appreciate the best i don't know you, a wine connoisseur is not going to become, enjoy you, the little homeade wines you're not in the rhythm the of other people's lives enjoyment anymore, in some you know, of the little so things because they put so much effort into only feeling good about having the best and uh, yeah, and, and it's important to, to not necessarily do that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I've, th- I've thought about that before because I've traveled when I was younger in college. And if I went to those same exact places, the experience well, I would have now as um, uh, someone 10 years older would be so vastly mean, different I than what it was. I have not spent any time in Africa. And it's one of the destinations right. that's Number eight. This is a fun one, I think. Uh, if you could pick an yes, actor to no, play you in a movie, who would you choose? <laughs> yeah. Very I can see you My wife would have like, Catch Me If You Can vibes. You know, running around the airport. But it's so many different places. If you were stuck in one city for the rest of your life, which city would you choose? Like, it's. Such a huge nice. chunk of the world that's kind of missing from my experiences and memories and map, if you will. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I don't know that I can answer this one. I'm so bad with pop culture and just like knowing famous people's names and whatnot. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I did just watch Hong Kong get completely destroyed. I don't know that I'd even care so to be honest. Like as long as they did to a giant a monster attack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's always, there's always the threat of Godzilla. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Ugh, probably <laughs> Seattle. So my 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 nerd is going to come out a little bit. So I don't know. I've I don't know if you been, saw like yeah, the you know, most like recent Kong, which was sorry, not the most recent, but the so newest version loved, that came out in like 2006 with Jack Black. Like Kong was like adolescent so. supposedly in that timeline. And then in the second one, Kong Skull Island, he actually got bigger. And now he is his biggest form yet, which is why if you looked at, if you compared Kong with Jack Black in 2006 to Godzilla, he's like, you know, 150 feet shorter. And now he's about the same size as Godzilla. It's hard (laughs) for me to separate the two. You know, like, I don't know. I have not seen it yet, but I will most certainly be watching it. All right, and then Omaha or something. I don't know if I'd be like Omaha. That's where I want to live because my family is there. I have no idea. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck it all. Okay. (laughs) Right, yeah. And the fact that I've never had those thoughts, I think, is like why Seattle is my answer. I've never wished like I could separate the two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, if I was literally offered that opportunity, I don't think I would do it. I think I would pass on it because I feel like giving myself advice. Nice. Yeah. I feel uh, like I am who I am and I am uh, where I am because of the mistakes I've made more than anything else. And I wouldn't want to deprive my past self of experiencing those ups. Yep, and we'll have holidayswap.com on there. We've got a a few other items in there because do you have a YouTube channel? But I don't know. Like it implies that there's huge regrets in some yeah. ways, and I just don't want to focus on that part of it. So, yeah, totally. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. All right, James. Thank I mean, you very much for joining us. Something yeah. along those lines. Very quickly. Like, that's, uh, I think I, I, I you too. Listen to a good analogy yeah. of a wine connoisseur. I don't know, like a wine ten, connoisseur is, ten years ago, and even today, I'm like they, they very learn to know the best, and they only can. Therefore, I had a plan, you know, and I think that held me back a lot or maybe not held me back, but it made a lot of the ability to take the way my life has gone in some of the little things because they put so much effort into only gripping onto this feeling good about that I had for my life. And if I could have just told myself not to worry as much about it, if I wasn't, you know, married by this age or with kids yeah. by that yeah, age. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've thought about that before because like I traveled when I was younger okay. in college. And then if I went to the same exact places, the experience I would have now as uh, someone 10 years older would be I, I love the way it turned out, it but it, was, it didn't always feel like it was turning out at all, you know? <laughs> so. All right. Number eight. Yeah. This is a fun nice, one, I nice, think. Nice. Uh, if you could pick an actor <laughs> yeah. to play you in a movie, I can see who would you Leonardo choose? Leonardo DiCaprio. You kind of give up, uh, like, catch me choice. if you can. My wife would approve. You know, he's <laughs> running <laughs> around the airports and stuff. Uh, okay. If you were stuck in one yeah, city for the rest of your life, great. which city would you choose? Oh, yeah. Nice. Nice. Interesting. Ah. Why Hong Kong?
Definitely. I think social media has done so much for making like less conventional lifestyles more normalized in a sense. And that's, I think that's awesome (laughs) because I know, yeah, like there was definitely still is a struggle of like, if we're being completely honest, it's like I set these benchmarks for myself or expectations yeah, I, I, and then I did when just you miss watch them, Hong which Kong you inevitably destroyed by do Kong on occasion. So it's I don't know how safe it, it, it truly is to a giant monster attack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's always there's always the threat of Godzilla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. So my 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 nerd is going to come out a little bit. So I don't know I don't know if you Star saw Island. like the most mm-hmm. recent Kong, which was yeah. sorry not the most recent, but the newest version that came out in like two thousand six with Jack Black. Kong was like adolescent supposedly in that timeline, and then in the second yeah. one, Kong Skull Island, he actually got bigger, and now he is his biggest form <laughs> yet. Which is why if you looked at if you compared. Kong with yeah. Jack Black in 2006 <laughs> to Godzilla. He's like, old you know, yeah, um, my website is now he's yeah. about the same size as Godzilla. And that's where you can go for more of yeah. the behind the scenes or details. Right. Yeah, about, I have not seen it yet, but I will uh, most certainly be watching planning, it. Whatnot. All right. And then uh, last question. Stop <laughs> wandering. What is one piece just of advice you'd give to yourself yeah. 10 years ago? Go for more it's just the <laughs> photography just... side of things. And those Talk are the two main ones. I'm also on tiktok and facebook same name um but yeah i definitely focus the most on instagram and the website so thanks for having me he shares it with his 1.5 million followers and we end up selling 10 million of them you know (laughs) 1.5 million to 10 million Dude, they tell their friends and family, and then it just blows up. That's how it happens. Yeah, and right. then 80 million copies of our PDF are sold. It, it, so, so as we just heard, I, James, he, I think he's an encyclopedia of travel knowledge. And I think when you mix his ex- travel experience... Encyclopedia with, Asquith. There you go. There you go. And, and It's I mean, got a nice ring. When you mix his travel experience with his past in finances you get this really interesting financial analysis of the travel industry and again i know i said this in the intro but it's like this was a pretty unique conversation for us and i really liked it i mean we we're both interested in finances and the inner workings of these co-corporations that we follow that we yeah. that we deal with all the time and this was a pretty neat way to have a conversation yeah i'll be curious to see some of his predictions on how covid will pan out and how soon travel will return to a state of normalcy or if it ever does yeah you know what i want him to do i want him to start like a twitter page where he just tells me what stocks to invest in in the travel industry (laughs) there's a website for that it's called motley fool yeah no i know they're very expensive though for that daily report i've looked into it's like 200 bucks a month or something so thanks it's that's great. <laughs> All, <laughs> right. All right. Thank you for listening and uh, still listening at this point in the conversation. If you love the show, please consider giving us a rating on iTunes or whichever podcast platform you listen on. Or if you want to support us financially, you can do it through Patreon, which you can find by searching for the Traveler's Blueprint on Patreon or go through our website, 
You can do as little as a dollar a month or up to $10 a month, depending on how much you love us and how much you're willing and able to donate. So continue to stay safe, stay healthy, and tune in next week and get traveling. When I went. All right. Number eight. This is a fun nice, one. I nice, think. Nice. Uh, if you could pick an actor <laughs> yeah, to play you yeah, in a movie, I can see who would you Leonardo choose? Leonardo DiCaprio. You kind of give up, uh, like, catch me if you can. My wife would approve. You know, he's <laughs> running <laughs> around the airports and stuff. Uh, okay. If you were stuck in one city for the rest of your life, which uh, city would you choose? Oh, yeah. 